Hello, everybody. This is Gary Kay, and you are listening to my Rants and Raves podcast. I'm excited to be joined this morning by a award-winning Hope Roth. Hope, how are you doing this morning? I'm feeling great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Hope has uh, just been awarded the uh, Educator of the Year Award. It'll be official, according uh, actually, at uh, Infocom in less than a month, or right at a month. Um, and uh, Hope, uh, for those people that don't know who you are, don't know much about you, don't know how you got the award, um, we're going to go one thing at a time here. But tell them a little bit about your background and how you ended up in the AV industry and, and, uh, and, and sort of what you've been doing. Um, sure. I, I think pretty much like everybody in the industry, I came to it very circuitously. Um, actually graduated with a degree in computer science, thought I was going to be a software developer. Uh, graduated in the middle of a recession, so uh, everybody wanted five years of experience. I had to figure out something else. Ended up in IT, ended up in AV, and then somebody said, hey, wait, you know how to program stuff? So that's how I got into being a programmer. Um, my day job is as a programmer for a small uh, company called Reardon Brothers. We do just a little bit of everything. I am our lead programmer, which is kind of fun because I get to tell a bunch of other people what to do. And um, uh, along the way, there's been a lot of people who have taught me a lot of things. I've pretty much um, a, a lot of my AV was self-taught just by following people around and saying, hey, how did that work? Hey, how does this work? Uh, how do you make that work? Uh, and a lot of people were very kind to me. So I try to try to give back and, and teach the AV community some stuff. Um, so I teach, I'm a volunteer instructor for Avixa, taught CTS prep last year, teach some seminars from them, try and teach people stuff online and in, on uh, Twitter, done some webinars, stuff like that. Well, I'll tell you, uh, let's back up a little bit because you went through a lot of stuff there. Um, yeah, the, the, the <laughs> fact that, yeah, and, and I believe you specialize in Crestron, but I think you can program a lot of other stuff yep. as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a Crestron certified programmer, so that's sort of my bread and butter. Um, but we do DMX programming, you know, basically anything with an API or a software. Um, I, because I have that background in computer science, I, I am usually able to pick it up and figure out how to make it work. Yeah, and, um, and and so tell me, like, when you were going to school and you thought you were going to be a computer programmer, uh, could you have envisioned where you are now and kind of what you're doing now, or was it? Did you have a whole different direction in mind? Could you? Would you? Do you did you see yourself sitting in a cubicle with hundreds of other programmings building some video game, or did you see yourself? What What did you kind of envision yourself then compared to where you are today? And and sort of talk about that journey. Yeah, I, you pretty much hit the nail on the ha on the head. I, pre I, I, I pretty much assumed that I'd be sitting in a cubicle somewhere, working with a large team, being kind of just a not a cog in the machine, but but maybe you know I'd I'd like to think I would have risen up. But the cool thing about our industry is that uh, it's so small that you know if you if you manage to do pretty good job with stuff, you, you know the cream tends to rise. Um, and so I, I think that because I got into the AV industry, it's actually allowed me to sort of progress in my career in a way that if I had just, you know, been another software developer, I don't think I would have. Um, so I think that there have been a lot of opportunities just because um, there are some stuff that I've been able to program that, you know, not there's not a lot of experience on that end. And, and hopefully we'll get to the point where there's more people who have more of a computer science object oriented background. Um, well, but that, that, for now
Yeah, and I want to come back to that because I want to talk about um, recently Extron launched a new programming, well, their their new programmable system that's Python-based. I want to come back to that because that is a, a standardized programming language, the first in our industry, I think, to have something like that. But um, So I want to put that on hold and come back and talk a little bit more about you. Number one, some things that people need to know about you. Um, our connection with Hope is that she's not only blogged for us but podcasted for us for years done a phenomenal job. You can see all of her podcasts by going to ravepubs.com or hear all of her podcasts by going to ravepubs.com uh, or uh, read all her blogs by clicking on the blog squad uh, section. In fact, she just had a recent blog about her Crestron, uh, the master's uh, program, which just completed a couple of weeks ago, um, which, uh, which is kind of a neat program. But, but, but first off, uh, just to, for, since we, we should probably uh, have a disclaimer here for journalistic integrity, both you and I are giant Star Wars fans, so that's uh, that should yeah. probably be put out there so that so that people don't uh, uh, don't don't know what's happening. I don't want them to subconsciously be hit with the Star Wars bug without us fully disclosing that to the listener. So that should be disclosed. <laughs> and, and you're indoctrinating your uh, your kid, which is awesome. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She 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 says she's going to come to work with me and uh, um, and be a Crestron programmer as well. <laughs> So Star Wars fan and a future programmer. That's good. Uh, so, oh, um, yeah. And you're a sta- stand-up paddleboarder, something that I've tried to do, but uh, you obviously have a stronger core than me because mine is a fall-down, stand-up, fall-down, stand-up. But uh, So t- tell us a little bit about what you do when you're not programming and not watching Star Wars movies and going to Disney and riding Star Wars rides. <laughs> I mean, you know, I try and sleep sometimes, but mostly um, I... I, I give up on sleep and do other things. Um, like to be outside. I, I, I like to do a lot of stuff with my hands when I'm not working. Um, I'm in front of a laptop all day, so I like to try and, and not be in front of a screen all day uh, and all night. Um, so I like to do craft projects, make stuff with my hands, get out with my daughter. We just put training wheels on a, on a bike for her, and we're going to start biking together, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I love stand-up paddleboarding, um, and I'm actually of the opinion that if you don't fall when you're stand-up paddleboarding, you're not trying very hard. So. Oh, that, they, there you go. Well, then there you go. That that helps me out quite a bit. <laughs> um, so, what um, what were you completely surprised when you were given the award, Educator of the Year? That's a big award. I mean, uh, it's there, it is the top education award um, in our industry, and it's 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 given to people who really put in a lot of time. Um, and uh, a lot of work with the association, uh, you know, formerly Infocom, but now Vixa. Um, were you completely taken back by it, or were you were you hoping for it as something like? I guess it's the the Academy Award question. Did you really want to win, or did you just do it for the fun? <laughs> well, I wasn't completely taken aback because I knew that uh, somebody had nominated me, um, mm-hmm. so it didn't come completely out of the, the blue. But I was. I, I, I guess I have a little bit of imposter syndrome where I was like, really me? And then I sort of <laughs> thought back over all the times that people have asked me for help on Twitter and there's other integrators that have asked me for stuff. And I, and I realized I actually do teach people a lot of stuff. Um, and then uh, I was, I was obviously very honored to get the award. Um, Avixa does a lot of great education. There's a lot of great educators out of, out there. So um it was a pretty big honor to, to be recognized as uh, as being part of that very, um, what's, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, it's an elite group of people, club, I think. That, exclusive club, yes. Yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah. So uh, I um, wonder what it's like. Um, we we talk about this a lot uh, over the years, um, and I have a daughter who's who's obviously been in this industry, um, helping out our organization for years. It shows we have a lot of women that work for us. But from your perspective, what's it like to work in an industry that has historically, as you know, been dominated by men, but has really changed quite a bit over the last few years? How have you seen that change, and how have you? Um, and I think you may have even been part of a podcast that we did some years ago about sort of those, uh, the issues of, of, of the difference between the, the, you know, and the whole tech industry is that way, but our industry especially. Um, how do you see that shifting? That's a great question. Um, it still feels like a lot of times there's no line for the women's room, um, but there are definitely more women, um, which is great. I feel like the industry has really had a reckoning with that and for the most part is really making great strides towards encouraging women and seeing more women. Um, I Last year I was the only female instructor um, at the show doing the three-day boot camps and this year I think they have three of us. So Avix has made great strides in bringing women in. Um, and I, you know, I saw a lot of women in my class last year, which was fantastic. Um, so I think, you know, you, I, you really need to get to that tipping point where there's a lot of women and then people feel comfortable and stick around. I think right now you still have to kind of look around, see that you're the only woman in the room, make your peace with it, and then, you know, work hard um, to prove yourself. And I'm hoping that we get to the point where there's enough women in the room where it just sort of feels natural, if that makes sense. Yeah. Has it shifted? I mean, how many Crestron Masters have you been to? And have you seen a change there if you've been to more than the, just this one? Um, I've been to four now. Um, and it's still there. I mean, that's a, that's a long-term change. It's a long haul to get to the point where you're a certified programmer. So you probably won't see those numbers change yet. Um yeah, there's like 900 people that go, something like that, and there's about 10 to 20 women, so it's a pretty, even by AV standards, it's pretty male-heavy. Um, but we have a junior programmer who also works for Rave, Victoria Barella, um, mm-hmm. and we're working on getting we're working on getting her certified. She's actually in training this week, um, so hopefully she'll be joining me at Masters soon. Um, you know, anytime a woman reaches out to me and says they're interested in being a programmer, it's almost like a record scratch where I'm like, all right, let me stop what I'm doing. Let's <laughs> talk about this. How can, how can we get you into the family? Um, so any women out there that are listening, if you're interested in becoming a certified programmer, it is a lot of work. Um, it's very rewarding. It's a great group of people. And, um, uh, you know, once you get that certified programmer on your resume, it's very easy to find a job. So um, I, I hope we get more women certified. So let me come back to that question about programming. So as you know, Extron, uh, the, right at the end of last year, launched um, fully programmable control system using Python. That is a standard programming language. And, and if you track mm-hmm. programming over the last uh, software uh, programming uh, over the last uh, four years, um, it, then it, it if you track the last four years, it's been the most popular language worldwide. Um, so do you think that will change things? Because don't you think that companies like Crestron would have to look at that and maybe consider their future versions of their software being more off-the-shelf based as opposed to completely proprietary? Or do you see that having an impact at all? 
Um, yeah, I think it's definitely the direction that things are going. Um, that blog post that you mentioned that I wrote was about how if you look at the new products that Crestron is rolling out, it looks like they actually are going more on the software development side of things. So they have this new XIO Edge, which is a server-based control, and it's C-sharp only now, which is a quote-unquote real programming language. You know, it's a, it's a standard programming language. Um, and so the fact that they're going in the C-sharp route versus simple Windows route to me says that they're hoping to go in that direction. I think you get a real chicken and egg problem um, with uh, traditional software uh, development versus, you know, EV specific in that we have a very large pool of people that have spent a lot of time learning manufacturer specific um, protocols and now you're asking them to learn a new language. And I think it's important that they learn a new language. And I think it's important that we all learn. And I've been very lucky in that the company I work for has let me really put in the development time because I've seen, um, you know, there's jobs that we get because I know Simple Sharp Pro. And there's um, work that we can take on because once you bring in, you know, quote unquote, real software tools, um, there's a lot more that you can do with it. So I think that in the long term, it really pays off to put in the time and learn all of that. Um, in the short term, it, it's often hard to find that time. So I think we need to start bringing in probably young kids that have a comp sci background. You know, the issue is, you know, if I can go and make six figures working at Google, why would I want to go work for some random EV company? Um, so we need to figure out ways of attracting people to our industry. And then I think once we get some people in with some real programming chops, um, there'll be so much more that we can do and it gives you just so many more options in terms of writing scalable code, code that can do cool things, code that can integrate with anything. Um, so it just gives like, it gives you a lot of options. Well, it, to, and to read the article that you're referencing, all you do is go to ravepubs.com, click on blog squad, click on Hope's name, it'll pop up, or search Crestron Masters. Uh, that article will show up. Uh, a couple of quick uh, random questions so that people get to know you a little bit better. You'll be at Infocom, uh, so everyone has a chance to meet you. Um, you can stop by yep. the rave booth, and, and we can try to point you to where she is um, at the at the show. Um the uh, you can read all by the way, you can read all about the award uh, and all the award winners at Infocom on our website right now at ravepubs.com. That's a featured story on our site. Um, and uh, and of course, you can see all of our Infocom coverage by just clicking on the Infocom button on ravepubs.com. Um, but a uh, uh, couple of quick questions. Uh, f first off, favorite song. Oh, boy. Well, like everyone in our industry, I'm a failed musician, so I'm very into music. <laughs> it would be pretty it would be pretty it would be pretty hard to pick an absolute favorite. But um, it's not ABBA. Oh, boy. It's not not. ABBA. No. Dang it. I've been listening to this. I've been listening to the new Janelle Monet album. It's fantastic. Okay. Favorite movie. Uh, the Wizard of Oz. Favorite food. Um. Well, that one's a hard one, too. I just, you know, I love everything. I live up to my name. I'm an optimist. Um, pretty much anything my husband cooks. Now, now, why did I think the answer was simply going to be beer and pie? I don't know, but that just came to mind. <laughs> if you want to follow Ro Ro uh, Hope on uh, Twitter, all you have to do is go search for beer and pie. You'll find her there, which is literally her Twitter handle. Um, and, yep. um, 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 and then I have one last question. This is the most important question of all. Oh, boy. Okay, you ready? Yep. You ready? Okay, you sure you're ready for this? 
favorite okay. movie? You already said that. Movie. You, no, favorite movie. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> You're right. I did <laughs> ask that question. Wizard of Oz. Okay. And then favorite movie that starts with S and ends with S. Star Wars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, that's the answer I was sitting there waiting for. Of course, yes, of course. I just wanted to make sure I got that in. All right, but look. Uh, the Wizard, go ahead. The Wizard of Oz is the is the long term. I saw it when I was four years old. Mm -hmm. um, here's here here's your old school AV. I had the soundtrack on record when I was a kid. Because my parents were hipsters before they were hipsters, and we had a record player, and I listened to the Wizard of Oz soundtrack over and over and over again on our Wizard of Oz, on the uh, on the record player, and then my what? dad took me to a special showing, and I sang every song out loud in the theater, uh, and there were no we were the only ones there, so I wasn't bothering anyone. Well, see, now you're making me feel old because back when I was a kid, we only had record players. There was, it was, it was actually the thing that you used to play music. It wasn't something that someone bought me because it was a hipster thing to buy me. Uh, it, it was literally I, the only thing you could use to listen to records or to listen to music. So. I, I think we, it was it was records or tapes at that point, and I think my dad yeah. had a good sense to realize that tapes were terrible. So we <laughs> we we skipped right we skipped right from the record player to the CD player. And, uh, you know, you've been to Infocom, you've been to ISE, you've been to, have you been to Digital Science Expo? Have you been to any of those other kind of like the friend shows or the, the vertical market shows that we have in our industry? Not real. No, and actually I have not been to ISE yet. Okay. Well, you, you got to go. We got to fix that. So you could go with Ray. Yeah. I don't know if Reardon, Bro Reardon Brothers would allow you to do that, but I'd love to have you uh, join us next year. Of course, um, you can check out Hope's profile at ravepubs.com on the blog squad section. Um, Reardon Brothers is, is integration in Boston is, has um, loaned you to our industry, and we appreciate that. And um, you can follow Hope at Beer and Pie on Twitter. Please do so. And, of course, you can check her out at Infocom. And congratulations. Uh, and thanks for all that you do for us and for the industry in general. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, and thanks for all the support over the years. Uh, you got, you've been great. It's been a lot of fun, and um, and uh, I appreciate you joining me this morning. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. You're on a way to an appointment. You were nice enough to pull over and talk to me on the phone to get this done. Uh, but I look forward to seeing you at uh, at Infocom. And uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, as I said, you can follow everything at RayPubs.com. Our Infocom in, uh, site is already up at RayPubs.com slash Infocom 2018. Have a great day, and thanks for listening.